based on the topic of the conversation, if you or anyone you know is experiencing grief or loss, kindly call 0800-456-789, SMS 31393, or visit sadak.org. Thank you. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Mama Happy Hour podcast. I am your host, Ms. Wakesho. This is a space where we share, learn, encourage, and just speak on the real issues that affect mothers. And today we'll be talking about a side of motherhood that's not so great. Um, We'll be talking about loss. Um, I must say that this conversation may be triggering to you. So if you feel like you're not ready to listen, it's okay. You can go to the next episode. We will, the episode will still be here waiting for you when you're ready. Um, because I know some of this stuff can be triggering. Um, this, I'll be talking to a mom um, who knows quite a bit about loss. Mm. And um, I remember I was having a conversation with you. The first time I met you, I was like, wow, she is like a ball of fire. You are so, like, you are so interesting and so much fun. Like, (laughs) you have such a good energy around you. I would have never known, unless you told me, I would have never known that you have even gone through any 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 kind of loss, you know, yeah. pertaining to motherhood. I'd be like, the first time I was like, what? Mm. And then you're like, yes, this is what I've been through. But the way you have, um, I guess, tackled it, mm. you have, you know, moved on and you're now like you, you have, co- you coped, you mm. coped. And it's not easy. I mean, I mean, when you were in that space, obviously, it's mm. not an easy space to be in. Never. I mean, when you lose someone and if you lose, you know, a child, it's it's not an easy space to be in. Mm. But um, thank you for actually, you know, calling me up and saying that actually you want to share your story mm. because I don't really know how to approach people who have gone through loss. Yeah. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank and you for allowing welcome me. Welcome to the Mama Happy Hour space. Pume. Thank you. Um, tell us, so who is Pume? <laughs> um, Pume is a young lady born in Freyet when long time ago. <laughs> um, raised by grandparents because mm. their parents were working far from home. Mm. And most of us black people were, were raised by grandparents. Yes, so, yes. yeah, I lived in Freyet and I moved to Durban, which is Umlazi, then my family home is still Umlas. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So I am a KZN girl. KZN. Just came to Joburg to make money. <laughs> yeah, I know. We support it. I feel like we all come to Joburg to make money. That's the only way. <laughs> um, tell us about like, okay, um, you are a mama. Yes, I am a mom you, of three. You are a mom of three. Yes. Um, so let's talk about life before motherhood. Um, were you uh, the type of mom who, well, the type of lady who was like, okay, fine, I'm going to get married in a year. I'll have to have kids. Did you have a proper timeline or was it just like, look, I will go, I will go with the flow. I will go with the wind. 
will, you know, the wind. They'll go with the wind. <laughs> it, it was, it was it like something that like structured or just chilled? Like walk us through that. No, no, no. Um, I'm the only child at home, okay. so I have never had to plan my life to say at 20 I want mm. to have my degree and mm. I, no with me it's always been yes I need I need and I want education yes yes when the time comes I will marry and I will have a child yes. and, and 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 again the other thing with me was I grew up as a tomboy uh-huh. I was very much of a tomboy where I remember when I turned 21 my parents looked at me and they're like okay who are you I was like, what do you mean? Who am I? <laughs> They're like, all the girls that they in, in at your 21st birthday party, yeah. they are lesbians. And all the boys I hear, they gay. Ah. So who are you? I was like, don't worry, I'm very straight. Yeah. yeah. I am very straight and I I I just love them. I just love to be yeah. around them. Yeah. So I I've never like really structured my life my life to say at 25 I want to be married and mm. have two kids. No. It was for me. I'm glad I'm alive this morning. Let me do what I need to do. Yes, 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 yes. And that obviously informed your decisions when it came to like marriage and stuff because no one was really forcing you. No. Like you have to get out of the home. You have to get married. You have to do this. Nope. That I think also makes it better because you make better decisions. Correct. Because it's all about you. Yes. It's, you are not living somebody else's life. Yes. So it's all about... And even when I started dating, because I started like dating when I was about 18, mm -hmm. for me, it wasn't like I, I want to date to marry. Mm -hmm. I was dating because I liked the boy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. because... I now, oh, now my life is going to revolve around this guy. He has to marry me. I must have, no, 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 no. Mm. No. no. I was never that girl. Okay. No, which is a good thing. Right? And my parents never forced me. And you are not forced. No. I think, I, you know, sometimes, you know, we take these things for granted, like the you not being forced part. Mm. Because sometimes... Even like in career, they're like, yes. okay, but you must be this. Yes, you, you must, must study this. this. You must study this. Yes. You must, you know. And now, finally, fast forward, you're married. Um, did you have the discussion with uh, hubby? Um, it with regards to like kids, how many? Before uh, I even got married, I fell pregnant. My firstborn son. Mm -hmm. When I was, I gave birth when I was nineteen. Mm -hmm. Yes, and that's where. I became a mom mm. and I named him Usia and And after that, I was like, okay, now I've got a responsibility. Yes. Now I can't go clubbing. Yes. I can't buy that hair. I can't buy that dress that I want. Yes. But my parents then quickly said to me, this is now our child. You then, we're going to remove you from mm. your inheritance from everything, medica medical aid, everything that mm. is ours, that we're providing for you. Yes. Now we're giving it to your child. Uh -huh. They even kicked me out of the house, mm -hmm. but they took the child in. They took him to best private schools in Durban. And I had to work as a waitress while mm. I'm studying during the day. Mm. But now I am I providing... I to teach you some correct. responsibility. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I had the best parents. They kicked me out to say, go find it. We'll work. Do whatever you want to do with yes. yourself. But when you come back here, you must come back with a degree. You must come back knowing what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Then I had Usianda. I went back to school. I was working. I was 
I was fine. Mm. And I had a flat in Durban, mm. not knowing that my parents bought me this, this flat and I was paying the rent to my parents, not knowing I'm paying the rent to my parents. <laughs> That's a smart strategy. So I stayed there and then eventually the mistake, I, I did the mistake again. Mm. I had another child. Mm. But now the second time when I had a child, for me, it was like now I am settling down. Mm. Because I was in love with the guy. He was in love with me. We loved one another. And the child, we planned the child because mm. now we are saying we are having a future yes, together. Yes, yes. I had Oandile in 1996. Um, now at home they've accepted because now he's even coming to respect my family. Yes, to yes. say these are my intentions yes. about your daughter. So now all is well. All is well. All is Good. well. Good. Then something tragedy happened for him, he went to prison. Mm. Then obviously now my dreams are shattered. Sure. The, the Andile was nine months when the father was sentenced. Okay. Now, where to go? Going back to date now again. Yes. And I was with this guy almost for four years. Yes. You knew now you had settled down. Now I'm, I'm, now I'm settling. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm going to, yes, Zanda is going to be Umdana Sekaya, like from yes. the first uh, time. Now Andile is going to be Umdana Semshat. When we are marrying now, this guy, we going to raise my child like my parents raised me, like the grandparents raised yes, my parents. Yes. Fine. Then the unfortunate happens. Yes. Then that's it. I'm like, wow. okay, what now? Yeah. Now I start dating again, okay. but it's not working now. Mm. You know, when you were once in love with somebody, yes, had yes. a hope, had dreams. No, it's different. Plans. It's definitely different. Now, I'm, whoever now I'm dating, I must mention that I've got two children before we even go on a date that yes. night. Because that's a woman that I am. Yes, yes. I, if you take me, you take, take me with children, my baggage. A hundred percent. If you don't, then I'm not. If you can't even, if I say to you, if you say to me as a man, please come, let's go for dinner. And I'm saying to you, but I can't because my children don't have a nanny. Yes. And you don't see anything wrong there. You want to scold me, then I'm out. Ah, it's a problem. Because these are my children. Yeah. And I will first. die where they die. Mm -hmm. And they come first. Yes. Then I had to until then eventually I dated somebody else. Um he married me within a year. Ooh. I was married. Okay. And I had Tabo, which is my last born. Mm. Now we're married, we happening, we we good. Mm. We're good. I'm in a good space. Mm. I'm loving my husband. He's loving me. We discussing children. But before I had Tabo, I had three miscarriages. Before I had Tabo, I didn't even know that I was pregnant Tabo because I had so many miscarriages. miscarriages. Yes. And I'm not talking miscarriages of two months, I'm talking four months, five months. Mm. When you are sure now that the child is coming mm, mm, and I mm. have a miscarriage. And my miscarriages were almost every year or every second year until Tabo was born in 2003. And how did you? recover from that because you know sometimes when you're in a dark space um i had an ectopic pregnancy mm. i was even scared to say to try again there was a point in my life i was like 
maybe not because you, you, I'm scared of the trauma. Mm. How did how how did you? One thing about me, I am a believer mm. of Christ. Yes, I've always said to myself, "In your time, God, it yes. will happen." Yes, because children are the blessings coming from you. Mm. So in a in in your time, I'll wait in your time. Mm. Then it will happen. The first one I will say for me, I think the first one was the one that was more traumatic, okay. because it was something that I've never experienced. Yes, yes, it's something yes. that I did not know, and that one, yeah, that one was, and I I, I just kept on saying. Why me? Mm. I am married. I've got kids. I know I've got. I'm, I'm fertile. Yes, 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 yes. Why, and I know he's fertile because he had a child. Yes. So, so there's proof. There's proof. Why now? Why are we not? And it was big one. It was a five, almost six months. So it was. Yes. That was a traumatic one. The second one. I remember I was sitting in the lounge and. I looked around and I felt like cramps mm. on my knees and I was like, what is happening? Mm. And when I got up, it was done. Mm. It was done. And then the third one, I just landed coming from Durban and mm. it happened at the airport. At the airport. And I was like, honestly speaking, the third one, I was like, oh, well, I'm used to it. So I took that approach Yes. to say, oh, well, yeah, God, you said you're there. You said you're gonna provide. Yes. But look at this. Three years in the in the row. What are you saying? What are you trying to teach me? What is that that I'm not doing right? What's the lesson? What's the lesson? Can you just not talk to me? I talk to you through prayers. Can you not, not just reveal yourself and tell me what have I've done wrong? Mm. Because as you know, again, in our culture as black people, it's always taken to witchcraft. Yes. It's always it's always something wrong. You something are cast. Dark. Oh, yes. So, yes. You know. And that pressure too, coming from the in-laws, coming from friends, coming from everyone else mm. to say, but you have given birth twice. Why now? Why now? It was not a nice experience, but because I had God on my side. Yeah. I had my mom, my cousins, I had almost even my, my ex husband was there with me. He will grieve with me. Mm. He never said it's only you. Yes. Because that's another thing that we do. As mamas, when we grieve, we shut out the partners or the husbands mm. Mm. as if they don't feel the same pain. They, are, they also lost the child. Yes. And yes. remember, we do not have kids. Kids are for men. Oh. We only have the ovens. So they feel it too. They feel it too. Remember, they're human. Yeah. They feel it too. Yeah. And I I like the fact that, you know, you still had a support system. No, I did. I threw it all. Threw it all. Because it's it's a traumatic experience and it's something that you need someone to hold your hand. Mm. You need someone to mourn with. And they were there for you. And to remind you that this is not the end. Oh yes. This is not the end. As long as we are still living on this earth, it can still happen. Mm. As long as God is still God, mm. it's still going to happen. And it happened. And did you, because you were saying by your third one, you were like, okay, 
how was your relationship with God? Was it like, did you feel that, okay, no, there's something that I am missing? There were did days. Did you feel? There were days where I would sit and ask him to say, why me? Mm. What are you teaching me? Mm. And there were days where I'll be kneeling and saying, just one more. Mm. Give me. So I, I, I was really, because I was hurting. Mm. I will be so upset with him to say, which is an, got... a, a normal, you know, yes. it's because at the end of the day, we are human, but the, the importance is realizing yes. it. And I will say to him, surely you've got your favorites. And of lately, I'm not your favorite mm. because I don't understand what I've done. I go to church, I serve, I do everything according to the Bible. Mm. Why? Why are you making me a mockery in front of the community, in front mm. of my in-laws? Mm. And the other days I'll be like, Father God, please, mm. just one. And he gave me just one. When you asked for the one. He gave me just one. I did not even know that I was pregnant with Tabo. I only found out when I was eight months because I fell at work. So the whole eight months... And I was still having my periods. For eight months? Yes. Even though it was not as heavy as it yes, used to yes, be. Yes, yes, But I was still, maybe a day and then, until I fell at work. When I fell at work, I was rushed to hospital and the doctor was like, are you giving birth? I was like, what are you talking about? What? I was like, the doctor's like, you did not know you're pregnant? I'm like, no. Am I? He was like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't even have a baby shower because... Yo, <laughs> it was too fast. Like, <laughs> even when I told my ex-husband to say, I'm pregnant. He was like, what? How? When? And when they did this, what you call it, the scan and everything, mm. Tabo was just big as they. And like, the following one that did, because I had to do scissor because he was big. Mm. But he, but the minute they said I'm pregnant, that's when my belly showed. Sure. And, I was, I'm, and as we can see, I'm You're not a tiny. big girl. Yeah, I've always I, been. Like, I've I'm just always, trying to understand where the baby was for eight months. I've always been tiny. Sure. And I gave birth to Tabo. And I was told he's not going to live over two years. He's 19 years old in varsity now. Sure. I mean, there's, it's, you know, sometimes you're in a dark place and you need to hear the stories. Mm. You need to. Mm. That's why I offered to say, let me tell my story because there are a lot of women out there that they don't know how to come out after they lost or they had miscarriages. Mm. I know a friend who's gone to six miscarriages. Out mm. of all my miscarriages, I've gone to four. Mm. 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 She's gone to six. And in Feb, she told me she's pregnant. Oh. And she's pregnant twins. Oh. So she's giving birth now in July. It's a blessing. It it's can only blessing. him. It can be only be God. Because, you know, the thing is, I think even in our society, we like to also, like, not talk about this part. Mm. Mm. So... I remember even growing up. It's like um, a taboo. Yes. Mm. No, I didn't even know people had miscarriages. Mm. All you know is periods. Mm. 
birth. Pregnant. Pregnancy, mm. birth. Mm. That's all. There's nothing... In between. Yeah. So, and, you know, because there's nothing in between and society has not taught us, mm. you sort of don't have a... If you hear about something, you'll be like, but how did this happen? And, and what if, is... Yeah. And if it happens to you... It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a traumatic experience. Sure. It's a traumatic experience and I don't wish it on anyone. Mm. I don't care you've got 10 kids and you're going to get the 11th one. Mm. It's not supposed to happen. Mm. And if you have a friend, because sometimes, like, you know, now you're a new mom, you getting into this motherhood space and you have a friend who's gone through that. What, what would you advise someone to 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 do to assist for me um i had three friends like i said that they had miscarriages yes. like I, I will just go and tell my story mm. just to give hope to say if it happened to me mm. and i still had utabo it's, 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 it's going to be the same god that's going to do the same thing yeah to you yeah so and if you want to cry cry Mm. You want to grieve, grieve your way, not my way. Mm, mm. Because my way, I, I might have grieved the other way because I was rushing onto something mm. or I closed it off because I did not want to remember. Mm. So don't do what I did. I'm only here to walk the steps or to, log, to walk the journey with you. That's all I'm here to do. And was it something like, for example, like did you later find out because we never know. Mm. I mean, I feel like in terms of like miscarriages and mm. stuff, we never know. We don't even know, is it a family thing? It can never be. We don't know, is it a... Because once again, you only find out it's the loss situation when it happens to you. Or when it's happened. Or when it's happened already. You get into a hospital, they're like, unfortunately, you lost a baby. We just have to clean you. So they don't even know what happened. Even the doctors, they Don't wouldn't know, know what yes, the cause. Yes. Because now you, it, they will tell you it could be lots of factors. Mm, mm. Do you really, you are grieving now. Do you want to know about 2,000, 5,000? Yeah, that's no. the thing. You just want to, oh, okay. It, like, you, you know, I think that sad part is, especially when it, it happens... Because I don't think it happens when you are in hospital. Most of the time you just get to hospital and they're like, unfortunately. Mm. We just have to clean you up. Mm. And they're like... Oh, okay. And you are not in pain anymore. Mm. But you are not in pain, body pain or flesh pain, but your heart is mm. shattered. Your mind is racing with questions mm. to say, why? Why me? Like you're saying, is it a family thing? Especially when it has happened now four times on me. Mm. It's mm. like, is it a family thing? Am I cursed? Is witchcraft? All these things start running through. Is it my husband? Or my partner. Mm. And you think, oh, and my mother-in-law doesn't like me. Now mm. you start It starts like you create things, yeah. That they're not even there in most cases. Sure. Because you are grieving. Yes. Now you want to find something or you want to find someone that you're going to blame. Uh-huh. And what we do as mamas, we end up even blaming the partners. Yeah. You were not there. Yeah when I needed you or you were not even there when 
it happened. Yeah. Which and it's something that you can't even control. You can't. You can't control. It's not like you are you know, especially if you both have different lives. You're at work. Yeah. He's at work. So how is he going to know? Yeah, but I think also it's very important to I know even I I feel like we we do this a lot especially as moms. We tend to shut people out. We do. Once even with birth. We do. After birth. Mm. It happened. Mm. I I remember like I was like I I just remember I could I was not thinking about my husband. Mm. It was just my child. And we have forgotten that he's partner to this. Yes. And he I, needs the, the, the same attention from his daughter or from his son as much as you do. Mm. We just think because I gave birth to this child, yes. it's my child. Yes. He has no right to. No. And that is why I've, I've realized that most of the time when new mommies give birth, there is a disconnection mm. between the mommy and the daddy. Yes. It's true. Because we close up as women. Mm, we shut mm, them out. Mm. And that's very unfair. But I feel like sometimes it was brought on by society. Um, if I now every day wake up and tell you how I'm really feeling, I, would, I, I, I think that I would make you feel worse. Mm. So if I wake up and I tell you today I'm... I'm really not happy, as in I'm engorged, I'm what, I'm what, I'm what. So that's how I was thinking. I was saying, rather let me keep quiet and deal with it, which is not necessarily a good thing. Because he wants to help you. He is there to help you. Mm. He understands the pain. Mm. Remember, as much as he doesn't give birth as a man, but he understands the pain. Mm. So now you're putting him through the pain because now he doesn't even get a chance to bond with the child. Mm. Because now it's all about you. Mm. It's not even about the child anymore. It's all about you. Yeah. As a mama. So it's important to bond with every situation. We have to. We have to. It's a must. Because when we grieve, you grieve together. Yeah. And even when you, like, you're giving birth, it's your child for the both of you. Mm. It's not your child as a mama. It's your child. Mm. And I always take it out to say that is why we end up having now men go to pay maintenance to courts rather than just supporting the children directly. Mm. Because in most cases, we become bitter and we pull the child away from the father mm. because it's my child. Mm. Men have rights too. Yeah. To their children. Yeah. They have rights to share their emotions mm. and their feelings. Mm. They, are, they have a right to support you. It's mm. their right. Mm. So as mamas, let's stop this thing of closing up and thinking, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it myself. Mm. No, you mm. are not in Bogoto. Mm. Include men. Yes, yes, yes. No, I... I am there 100%. Because, you know, only because they're not showing emotion. It does not mean they don't feel on the, the pain. level, yes, that we are showing it. Um, because we, are, we, we as women, we are emotional beings. Mm. They're not. But they are hurting. Mm. Badly. Maybe even more than us. 
but who's there to pay attention? Because even if I come to your house after you've given birth as a friend, I come to you. Yes. I sit with you. I don't sit with him. That is true. I don't find out how is his sleeping pattern has changed. That's true. How how is he emotionally? Yo. That's that's uh yeah, that's actually it's it's true. You know, they always say to me, "Put me, are you sure you are a woman? You always advocate for men." I'm like, "Because no one pays attention to men. Mm. No one pays attention to their feelings and their emotions." Mm. We all focusing on us yeah. as if we are the only human beings. Yeah. And you know, usually when we support one another, we create a more healthy environment for the child. And we support each other exactly. Exactly. So technically, it is a win-win situation. As long as they're involved. And you've got four hands. Oh, yes. I wanted to ask, um, after the loss, how was the relationship with the rest of your kids? After I've lost Andile? Yes, yes. Andile passed away in 2015. 15, no, 2019. Andile was your first my my so last born. Last my, my my second born, sorry. Andile passed on 2009, September 15. Mm. That morning he said to me, he doesn't want to go to school because he's not feeling well. So I looked at him, I'm thinking, I wonder which homework you didn't do. Mm. And I left. I went to work. I phoned one about 11, 12 to find out from the nanny. He's like, no, he hasn't left the house, but he's watching TV in his pajamas. So I said to him, does he look sick? He says, no, he looks down. Mm. but not sick, but he looks down. Mm. Like, okay, fine. Got home around about 10 past five. He said, mommy, my time is still sore. Mm. I then said to him, let's go to... So I had Sianda, Andile, Tabo, mm. three boys. Mm. So I said, okay, let's go to the doctor. He went to the bathroom, brushed his teeth, his hair, changed to pajamas, to his shorts walked down the passage to the kitchen. Mm. He collapsed there. He died. At the age of 14. I did not know he was dead. Mm. Because I've never seen a dead person before. Mm. And my son wasn't sick. Yes. So I called my neighbor because I tried to lift him up. He was too heavy. Mm. I asked the nanny to help me. We couldn't. Sianda is at school. Because he was traveling from Bedford View to North Cliff. Mm. And Tabo was at, uh, at, at the preschool. Mm. So we tried. So I called the neighbor to a man and help me. He helps me, carries me, put him in the car. I drive to hospital. When I got to the hospital, the doctor said to me, oh, the, you know, the porters will come and help mm, you because mm. you need a stretcher or whatever. Mm. So the porter came and Andile was laying at the back on auntie's lap. And he looked at Andile, he looked at me, he looked at Andy, and he was like, hold on, let me go and get the stretcher. I'm thinking, but we did say it's an emergency, why didn't you bring one? Mm. Anyway, he went back. When he came back, he came back with other four porters mm. and the stretcher and the blanket. So I'm thinking, why the blanket? But mm. anyway, I don't know the procedures, I don't yeah. work in the hospital. They put him on a stretcher, but they cover him. So I'm like, okay. Then 
auntie goes in, which is our helper. She goes in with them. I go and park the car properly. Mm. Walked in. They take me to the big room with the machines and everything. And then the doctor looks at me. He says to me, what did Andile eat? So I step outside. I call auntie because I was at the work. So mm. I don't know what he ate. So auntie said, no, no, no. He ate spaghetti. Mm. And then he looks at me, he says to me, Andile passed away 20 minutes ago. I was like, what do you mean he passed away 20 minutes ago? Mm. I'm like, I'm not even 20 minutes ago from my, 20 minutes away from my house to mm. here. Mm. So how is that possible? I'm like, I just don't understand. Like, no. There he is. There's nothing we can do. He passed away 20 minutes ago. So that means Andile passed away when he collapsed. And when I grabbed him, that's when he passed on. Sure. Hmm. Then I have to drive back home. I'm not sure if I was really driving or not, but I got home. I called my mom, who was in Durban, called his dad, his grandparents, and two of my friends, they all came. It wasn't the easy one. Sorry. And he was gone. does a mother even begin? I don't know. But I'm still standing. Adila's grief was the worst for me. Um, because he... You know, normally they say the middle child, they're the one that they troublemakers. And yeah, no, yeah. Not Andile. Andile will be home. Andile will be making sure when he hears a car coming into the from the into the um, the yard, he will run to the car, take my laptop out or any yeah, groceries. Yeah. Mommy wants some tea. Run a tap for me. He was the father of the house. Mommy, come, let's go and run. Let's go and jog. Mommy, let me do your hair. Let, he was, mm. yes. That hit me badly. And not only me, I think it hit my mom. 
the most because she couldn't let go of Andil. Mm. She couldn't. Now she's late and I always blame myself because she had a stroke after that. Mm. And I always blame myself in the way of saying she took everything. Remember, I just got divorced when Andile passes away. Mm. So it was too much for me. I got diagnosed with skin cancer. Mm. So in a space of like nine months, all these things happened to me. Mm. So my mom's heart couldn't, couldn't hold on yeah. to say my child is going through the most. Yeah, yeah. And I think she felt like she wanted to take the pain. Of my shoulders. Yeah. Divorce is not easy. Yeah. Losing a child, getting a dread disease. I'm only human. I'm only one person. Yeah. And three traumatic incidents happened in a space of nine months. It hit my mom badly. But she was the most supportive woman I've ever met. His sisters, the friends. I was never alone. Yeah. I really didn't feel the grief because I was never alone. I, and I kept on saying, Tungulungulu, God, help me. Mm. Take over this pain now. Leave me with one pain at least. Because mm. physically I'm drained. Mm. Emotionally, spiritually, I am drained. Leave me with one pain. And the only pain he as it just brings something in my life that is going to make me smile again. Mm -hmm. And he brought Mao. Because God has a great sense of humor. Mm -hmm. He left me with the pain, the skin cancer. Mm -hmm. And that, that that's a pain that I could manage mm -hmm. because there's medication. Mm -hmm. Then I went through the whole cake, chemo and Mm. That was a pain I could take rather than of losing my son. Mm. That's how I survived it. That's how I coped. I substituted the grief with the physical pain. Mm. Look, I even had notes. I haven't <laughs> looked at them. <laughs> because, you know, I knew your story, but I, I didn't know it. I, I didn't know it to this mm. extent. Mm. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people, I'm like, let me hold it together because I cannot even imagine that pain. But that's where you see the importance of people holding your hand. That's where you see love. Yeah. Then a true love. Yeah. To say when, because I will call and my friends will leave whatever they're doing. Yeah. They will come. They will sit. They will even sleep over. They're like, we'll be here until you feel okay. If you don't want to wake up, it's fine. Sleep. We'll be here. We'll watch TV while you're sleeping. 
So support is needed mm. when a person is grieving. Mm. And not the fake one, the genuine one. Yeah. And when when you are supporting a grieving person, this is my personal experience. Don't talk about the scriptures. Mm. Don't bring the Bible now into mm. this. I've got friends that they've got great sense of humor in a way that whatever I do, when they will, they will scold me, but in a way of making me strong. Mm. Mm. We'll make joke about it, jokes mm. about it. Mm. And it has helped me. It has helped me to talk about Andile wherever I go. When I go to Bodla, wherever I'm, go, I'm ministering, I speak mm. about my son and mm. I heal faster. Mm. I haven't mm. forgotten him. I will never forget him. Mm. But I, I heal because I tell my story. Let me put it that way. I tell my story not to be to feel pity for me and mm. shame. Oh, mm. shame, Puma, you've been through a lot. No, 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 no. Mm. I'm telling to heal a person that hasn't let go or that hasn't healed out there to say, I am still grieving a child that passed on in 2002 or in 99. Mm. I'm here to tell my story for that person to say, let's walk this journey. Mm. Let's walk together. Mm. Don't grieve forever. Yeah. Someone needed to hear that. And I hope somebody's healing from hearing this. Yeah. I really, really hope and pray that somebody is healing. We don't need 10, 20 people, just that one person. Yeah. yeah. To heal. And I never say let it go. I always say yeah. move on. Because you can't let go. You can't. This was your child. You can never. Never, but just move on. Move, actually move forward. Because moving on again, it's not an option. Mm. But moving forward mm. is an option. Mm. Yeah. And the other boys, how did they cope? Sander was writing his um, O-levels. Mm. And he started having epileptic seizures after he heard that mm. that his brother has passed on Tabo was still young I think he was six mm. seven but they were very close mm. extremely close and I think Tab I think both of them they didn't take it well because Sander now started having epileptic seizures yeah which he never had <coughs> which he never had at 18 mm. Now you're having, you're diagnosed with epilepsy. Oh, How? Yeah, no, it's, it's... With Tabo was, he didn't want anyone to come into Andila's bedroom besides himself. Mm. And even when our helper wanted to clean, Tabo must be there. We can have friends over and we're like, no, sleep. No, you cannot sleep in Andila's bed. And strangely enough, he understood that Andile passed on. Mm. I think he was seven. He understood that he has passed on, he's not coming back. However, you cannot touch Andile's toys. You could not touch nothing that mm. belonged to Andile. Mm. And he will speak to him. 
like he will speak you will you will hear Tabo speaking to Andile. You will hear Tabo playing with Andile. And that was another trauma for me now. Mm. Because you will even hear him giggle like mm. and you walk into the room, he's alone. And you're like, please close the door, ma. Like, but who are you talking to? Andile. Not that he was he will say, Here I see him. No. Mm-mm. But he will say, I am talking to Andile. Just close the door, we play. Even when he's eating, we'll all eat in the dining room. Tabo will take his plate and go to the bedroom to go and eat with Andile. He, at one time, that scared me so much. Mm. Tabo walked a, I would say maybe like a five or four kilometer walk mm. from his crash to home on his own. Mm. And he used the way that they never use with the helper when they go to school. So the helper used the normal way. Yeah. When she got to preschool to collect him, Tabo wasn't there. He's gone. But when she got home, Tabo was there. Like, Tabo, how did you get here? No, Andile collected me. Okay. So obviously now we're going to take the child to a psychologist. And, yeah. And the psychologist is like, no, there's nothing wrong with him. Let him be. But when now when he's growing, then yeah. that's when I realized that he was hurting. He's still hurting. He doesn't mm. want to talk about it. Mm. And even when I asked him to say, go to a psychologist, then they talk about it. He's like, no, let me grieve my way. Mm. I want to feel this pain. I remember on the pastor's wife show, they asked him the same question. He said, but I want I want to live with this pain. Mm. Mm. When I'm ready, I will go. This is my pain. Yeah. I know how to cope with it. Yeah. And I'm fine with it. I respected his wish. Yes, yes. Because I don't know how he copes with it. So. It's not easy to be a mama. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Mm. But I mean, constant constant prayer for your kids. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And always just talking to them. Mm. I mean, until they're ready. And they see me when I'm grieving. They see me when I miss Andile. They will say, yeah. like, you're missing him. I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? What do you want us to do? Yeah. Like, no, just leave me alone. Okay, cool. At least he's, no. I mean, you, you come together. No, I mean, we you do. You understand each other in that level. We do. We'd, even on his birthday, which is 18th December, mm. all the boys were like, oh, Andila's birthday today. Like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I want to sleep. Okay, fine. We're going to go out. So boys will go out. I'll just sleep the whole day. Mm. Or if I want to join them, then we'll do join it. Them, yeah. But in most cases, I'm always like really not in a good space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are the days, it's December for me, it becomes very difficult because those are the days that we'll go home, which mm. is in Durban, mm. with all three boys to yes, my mom. Yes. And then now it doesn't happen. You don't have that. No. We don't look forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. This was a rough one. I <laughs> am even like, you know. Um, and your book is so full of questions. But I, I we've uh, touched on everything. As in, while mm-hmm. we were talking, um, I usually just write it down so that I know, okay, did we miss this? Did mm-hmm. we miss this? But we covered it all. Thank you. Thank you so much. For sharing your story. Mm. Um, you're one of the strongest mamas I know. Am I? Yes. <laughs> and I continue to pray for you. Thank you so much.
thank, thank you. you for being here with us thank in the Mama so Happy Hour space. She does have a space called uh, Butle. Let's talk. Mm. Um, she does it via her Instagram. Mm. So if you're a mama in the area who feels like you need to heal or, you know, wants to speak to Pume on a one-on-one -on -one level, you mm. can reach her there. Um, also on her social media space, um, which is... Pume uh, All of them. Facebook, Twitter, Everything. TikTok. Or you check Bodla, let's talk. Okay. Yeah, you can reach her there. And um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank she you for this. I don't even know how to I say don't, it. I, you know, um, out of all the Mama Happy Hour conversations, you know, I like to keep it real. Um, this one hit me hard, hard especially. Um, you know, the... the the things that, like, you were asking me, so how do you cope and all that, that the other thing that really brought joy after Andile passed on, it was Umau. Like mm. I said, Umau. Umau is, or was or is Yanda's friend. Mm. They used to play soccer together. They used to go to school together. He's originally from Zimbabwe. Mm. Then Mao's parents died here in South Africa. Mm. Then Sianda, a year later, Sianda said to me, Mao's parents passed on. And he has no way or nowhere to go. Mm. So I'm like, okay, parents, I mean, like, sorry, um, relatives. And he was like, he has no one. So I said to him, okay. No, it was not a year later. It was because until he passed on in September, it was in December. So he says to me, can you come and stay with us? Mm. I'm like, but Sianda, I'm a single mom. Yes. Just got divorced. I'm, fight, I'm fighting cancer. I just lost Uandile. How am I going to fed for Umau? Yeah, yeah. And he says, you know, my son said something very profound that made me say, that's not him talking, that's God. Mm. He said to me, but the school fees you were paying for Andile, you can pay for Umau. Mm. He can use Andile's room. He can use Andile's clothes. Mm. I looked at God, I was like, such, have a great sense of humor. So I'm mm. like, okay, bring Mao in. He came in. <laughs> Andile was dark. All my kids are fake skin. Andile was dark. Mm. Mao is dark. He is 14 when he joins my family mm. with no parents. So God took my child away and took Mao's parents away. Mm. So that we can meet. Mm. Mao has been my son since then. He's old now. He's 28. Yeah. He's married. He's got his own home. Yeah. Um, they just got graduated now. Uh, he is he is everything that Andile was. Mm. Everything. So I've got three boys again. Thank to the Lord that He saw that I need to be happy in my life. Yeah, yeah. Once more. So He filled you, your cup. Oh, my cup is filled. I've got my three boys again. Regardless that I did not give birth mm. to Mao, mm. but He's my son. Don't care who says what, He's mm. my son. Papers or no papers, He is my son. And I'm his mama. Yeah. And for the moms who have gone through, like, 
you know, loss in between. You do have children, mm-hmm. but you've you've gone through loss in between. W- how would you advise someone to go 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 the adoption route? Um, would you? Um, how how would how would you advise that? For me, the adoption was created by God. Honestly, yes, yes. it was not something that I had planned. Mm. Not that it's something that I've never thought of because mm. I've got three boys. I've always wanted a girl mm. so that the girl can have my wigs, my bags, my oh, clothes. Yes, yes, your amazing style. So I oh, thank you. So I always wanted to have a girl. So I always thought of I'm gonna have a child. I'm going to go and adopt the child. Mm. Even if not, the child doesn't stay with us permanently, but mm. weekends and holiday, mm. on holidays. So I will say to the mother out there, it's, it's really, really up to you. Mm. But I will suggest that you adopt an infant, mm. either from the family or from the homes. Mm. There are a lot of kids out there that they need love. Mm. Not all of us we're gonna give birth like naturally, the, naturally like, like from yeah, us. Yeah. From us. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Not all of us. Mm. But there are a lot of children that they need love. Mm. So if you are financially okay, mm. if you are mentally stable and everything, go for it. The only challenge in South Africa is and I, I wish and I hope that our government hears this. Mm. They make it so difficult to adopt. Mm. Extremely difficult. And you're thinking, but these children, they need love. Mm. They need a home. They yes. need identity. Why are you making it so difficult? Yeah. Yes, I understand the children's safety comes first. Yes. That must be taken into consideration and into high, high, high level. Yeah. But you cannot deny a couple that they are working, they've got money, they can take care of the child, that you, it takes about five years, six years. Mm. By the time it gets approved, you don't even want this child anymore. Mm. You don't even love this child anymore. Mm. And we end up having so many street kids mm. because this, I feel that the system fails us in that manner. But mm. if you have the money, you have the love and the passion, mm. go for it. You'll never go wrong and God will bless you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. Oh, that's it from us today in the Mama Happy Hour. Um, it was heavy, but it was a much needed um, discussion. Yep. Thank you for joining me, Pume, and I will see you guys on the next one. Yes. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Take care. Bye.